guys love it when I sing to you. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Kate. <sighs> it's date fails, guys. Here we go! Listen, um, I just want to say... First of all, happy New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve. You'll probably end up listening to this on New Year's Day, I'm sure, which is fine. You might be bailing me out of jail. I'm going to be calling someone for a bailout tonight because I am going to find the creator of the Android Anchor app for podcasting and murder that person. I'm kidding. That's horrible. Don't ever talk about murdering someone. But the thing is, I just recorded the entire episode of Date Fails, not once, but twice. And both times it told me it was recording and both times it wasn't recording. I mean, it recorded like a corrupted file. You guys, I gotta be honest. I think that I just lost the funniest episode of Date Fails. I don't wanna make you sad. This one's gonna be just as good. But like, seriously, You guys need to see me right now. I'm a little mad. I'm pacing back and forth. I just texted my richest friend and said, I need the best lawyer in town because I'm going to kill someone. Everything is fine. Guys, happy 2019. Everything is fine. I don't even care. That's how happy I am. I'm in a great mood. I am heating my apartment with my oven. (laughs) That's really true. Um... You guys, I don't have a lot of heat in my apartment. It's a really weird thing. I've talked about it on here many times. People keep saying, why don't you move? Because my neighborhood is ghetto. My heat doesn't work. Um, I'm, there's raccoons taking over the, the neighborhood, jumping out of trees and then sidewalks. They're invading the manhole covers. They're, they're literally like, you guys are pulling up the manhole covers. These little raccoons have opposable thumbs and like hiding under them. Like it's crazy. But the reason I don't move is because honestly, I have an awesome uh, apartment. It's one bedroom, but it's big. It's cute. The podcast studio is getting built. It's actually, it's great. It's going to be so great. And you know, other than the cold, it's not that bad, but it's fucking cold. So cold, you guys. Like, it's probably 40 degrees in here. And, uh, I mean, I could explain the whole situation, but it will probably bore you. I did it on the last podcast. Let me just say this. My landlord, over time, has softened up. But he's kind of not the nicest dude. He doesn't want to fix anything in here. And not only does he not want to fix things, but he puts everything in here. He puts in this like energy efficient, eco-friendly. That's cool. I'm all into the environment, but like not at the cost of me being cold. (laughs) Like, I don't understand why he needs it to be energy efficient when I'm the one paying the gas bill. He came in because my pilot light wouldn't stay on. I called the gas company. They came. They said, it's not us. It's your landlord. He needs to put in a new pilot light. So he did. And now the damn thing, it has some kind of valve on it that keeps too much heat from coming out. I don't even understand it. And now there's no heat coming out. 
it, it went out again. I can't call somebody every time it goes out. I tried to light it and I lit my hair on fire, as you guys know. And then the second time I lit it, it, it won't stay lit. And I burned my hand once. And it's hard to get into. This It's not a furnace. It's a wall unit. I've complained before. I'm not going to keep complaining. It's just that I'm chilly. When I left Ohio, it was 60 degrees. I got back to LA. It's 48 degrees in my apartment. I have a thermometer. It's 48 degrees, you guys. I'm sleeping in a onesie, a flannel Christmas onesie. Actually, it's fleece. It's not flannel. It's a fleece Christmas onesie that my mom bought me for Christmas with long johns under it, socks, and a beanie under like eight blankets. Shout out to the guy who sent me a $100 Amazon gift card for Christmas. I used it to buy a comforter to put on top of my comforter because it's freezing. And the lava lamp isn't even heating the place anymore. Although I will say this, the oven does work really well as a heater. But I think it's a lot more expensive. And I don't think it's healthy to breathe the gas. I'm standing in my kitchen in front of the open oven doing this podcast. On that note. Let's talk about something happy. (laughs) Guys, the new year is coming. Um, Before we get into the new year, I got to tell you, I have a fantastic sponsor. This week's episode of Date Fails is brought to you by Care Of. This is a cool one. This is a new one for us, guys. It's brought to you by Care Of, which is a monthly subscription vitamin service that delivers completely personalized vitamin and supplement packets right to your door, which is really nice because I'm horrible about buying vitamins. I just forget, you know, until they're gone. And then I forget and forget and forget. This way they come straight to your door. You get 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Visit takecareof.com and enter the promo code DATEFAILS. Take care of, like take care of you. Take care of yourself. Takecareof.com. Promo code date fails. Um, go get some vitamins. You know, vitamins can do a lot of different things. Like there's all kinds of different vitamins depending on what you need. So we'll talk about it. But before that, all right, I'm calming down. I'm so mad. I'm so mad because it was a good episode. I'm just going to tell you what I said. There's a lot of things I felt very happy about the advice that I gave out you know, on the missing episodes, because first of all, I'm in a good place, guys. Doesn't sound like it in this moment, right? I know I'm complaining about how I'm having to podcast next to the oven. And, you know, that uh, last week I was in Ohio saying I might never come back to Hollywood or I was going to, you know, drive back in a golf cart because I couldn't afford a car. And life has taken a happy turn since then. Listen, I posted on Instagram something about how 2018 wasn't that bad. And the truth is, it wasn't that bad. Um, I, I dated the wizard. That was the speed bump in my 2018, really. You know, that was pretty much the worst part of 2018. And, and honestly, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I got to date a, a, you know, a rock star for a minute. And, it, you know, it could be worse. I wouldn't call him a rock star. Let's, let's downgrade that slightly. More like a country emo has been that's not nice that's not nice I don't mean that listen forget the wizard I'm on to bigger and better things guys I'm in a good mood first of all um I'm sleeping at night 
I know that doesn't sound like much to you guys, but it's a lot to me. I finally got my days and nights back to normal. Listen, by the way, I want you to know that Date Fails is changing. I'm trying to start a second podcast where I talk about myself and my life and and shit that's going on in the world, but I can't do that right now. And I'll tell you why. Because this podcast is finally really doing great. You guys have come through. You're telling your friends and a lot of people are listening. And it's like, if I, if I do a second one, mm, I'm not sure how many people will follow over to that one. Whereas if I just turn date fails into a little bit of both, I might have to at some point call it like date fails slash date fails and Kate fails or something. I'm not sure. But There's a couple things going on I just want to talk about. Like one, mental health wise, good place, guys. Really good place. Mostly sober. Can't say totally sober because I did have a couple drinks over the holidays with my sister. I had two one night. And on uh, the night I got back, I had a drink at the comedy store. But like for me, that's never been a thing. Drinking for me doesn't do a whole lot other than I feel a little foggy the next day. Like my brain just doesn't. I'm not a good alcohol person. I'm not a good drinker. So over Christmas, I only had one night where I had two drinks. The whole week I was home, I was sober otherwise. And I fell asleep every night early, like 11, 12 o'clock. And I was sleeping at night and getting up at like seven, eight o'clock. And now that I'm back in LA, that is staying true. You guys, like I've been sleeping at night. It's so good because I'm a morning person. I love being up early. I saw Sam Tripoli the other night. We were talking about how great it is to be working out first thing in the morning, just how good it feels. So like get outside, get a walk, get fresh air, get some sun. And that's what happened today. I woke up. It's New Year's Eve. It was the perfect end to the year. I called Nicole Amy Schreiber, who you guys know. I call her my Jubu. She lives a couple blocks away. I said, let's go hiking. And, you know... We did it. We went hiking at nine o'clock in the morning. I was back here like 1130, all like excited about the day and sweating and in a good mood. And we played with dogs out there. We saw a few hot guys. It was just, it was magical. The grass is green here again. It rained while I was gone. I'm just, I'm in a, I'm in a good mood about that. Um, I've been car shopping guys. I think I'm going to buy a car tomorrow. I got my loan. I feel like I'm getting my life together. I'm so excited to buy a car. I do have to say, um, it's still the car shopping experience. The car shopping experience, it hasn't gotten better. Car salespeople are the scourge of the... uh, Listen, I don't want to broad stereotype. Not all car salespeople are bad. But if you sell cars, you better know what the fuck you're selling. I can't deal, man. I worked in the car business. People don't know this. I was like an auto show girl. People think that means you're like a car model. No, 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 no. Auto show girls, they aren't called that. They're called product specialists. We had to learn so much about the cars. I'm not saying I can change oil. I'm not like a total expert. It's not like I'm going to be like, you know, telling you the exact horsepower or the amount of torque on the cars on your lot, but... I do know the difference between a four-cylinder and a V6. I know the difference between a standard transmission and a CVT and a manual and an automatic. I asked a guy at a Hyundai dealership 
if the car I was driving had a CVT in it, and he said, what's a CVT? I can't. No. Go back to school. You're fired. I hate you. Why? Why are you here? I was so annoyed. And then, oh, and then I said, I know exactly what I want. Listen, here's the problem, okay? First of all, don't call me ma'am. God, like, I'm sorry to yell, but every girl listening is going to get this. If you call a girl ma'am and she's not like 50, she hates you. The end. Game over. It's the worst you got, if you're a sales guy, what are you thinking? You don't call a girl ma'am. I mean, until she's like dying. If she's like got a cane, I still wouldn't call her ma'am. I'd call her miss. Always call them miss. No one wants to be called ma'am. I told this dude, don't call me ma'am. I literally said it. Can you please stop calling me ma'am? He called me ma'am like 89 times. And I told him my name. And then he kept fucking up my name. He's like, what did you say your name was? Kelsey? I'm like, I will cut you. You don't need to remember my name. Call me anything. Call me shitbag. Okay, just call me bitch. I don't care. Don't call me ma'am. I would rather him be like, yo, bitch, what you think of this car than ma'am. That's for real. Then, listen, you guys know I don't shit on businesses. Almost ever. Except for like Spirit Airlines because it's like flying in a fucking city bus. But this Hyundai dealership, I love Hyundais. Okay, I'm a big Hyundai fan. I'll be honest. I'm definitely buying a Hyundai, I think. I mean, unless something goes wrong. But I've had a Hyundai. It was awesome. I worked auto shows for like seven years. People love them. People rave about them. Nissans, Hyundais, Toyota. Good, good stuff about Toyota, I hear. Ford, no. <laughs> but anyway, I'm not... This isn't a car podcast. The thing is, Hyundais last a long time. They have a good warranty. You get a lot for your money. I won't tell you specifics, but I will tell you that the last time I was car shopping, which was a long time ago, I was friends with the head of, uh, he was the head of product development for a huge auto manufacturer. I won't say which one, but I will say this, that I asked him his honest opinion. And this is a guy, I mean, the head, you got the head of product development, he was overseeing all the products coming out of this car company, not to mention he had to keep up with like what all the competitors were doing. And I asked him when I was car shopping for the money, what do you think is the best um, car company right now? Like what would be the best car for me to look at? And he said Hyundai, which is not the company he worked for, which I thought was pretty rad that he was honest. And he was like, for the money, you can't beat it. And the warranty's the best. And he was right. I drove that thing for over 100,000 miles and never had one problem. Then I totaled it. So then I started car shopping again. And when I started car shopping, well, at first I couldn't afford it. That's the truth. Like when I totaled my car out, it was paid off. And I didn't have, I only had like a liability coverage. So it pays for the other driver, but not you. But the car was only worth like five grand. So in my head at the time, I was like, eh, if I total it, it's only worth five grand now. I'll just buy a new car. The problem was, once I started shopping for a new car, I hadn't had a, ever had a car loan before. Like, I bought my last car with cash because I saved a lot of money before I bought that one. So, like, it's expensive, you guys. You know that. $25,000 car, you're looking at, like, four or 500 bucks a month with insurance. So, once I started looking at it, I was like, I can't afford this right now. So, I started Ubering, which it turned out Ubering was about the same, and I never had to drive. It's kind of awesome. 
Um, but my point is, when I went to this Hyundai dealership, like, Hyundai of Glendale, if you're car shopping in Southern California, don't go there. First of all, the, I talked to three people there. One, well, two sales guys and one who does, like, the finance. And all of them were idiots. And I'm sure it's because they thought, oh, she's a chick. She knows nothing about cars. I don't come in and tell them how much I know about cars. But when they start pushing me to want to get something that I don't want, and you guys know because you've bought cars, this is, if you work in sales, let me explain something. If you work in sales, low pressure sales is the way to make sales because everybody, if you don't push someone, they think, why isn't he pushing me towards that one? It makes them more curious. It's just like, it's just like dating, you know? It's like the take, it's like if, if you're not thirsty, they want you more. This guy that I dealt with was literally like this, you guys. Like, imagine this. Imagine you want a Mazda Miata, hardtop, convertible. You've done all the research. You know what you want. You're like, I've always wanted that. Mazda Miata, black, black leather. I want the racer, whatever. I want the race sports seats. I want the red trim on it. I want, you know exactly what you want. You know the price. You know what other people have paid. You know the loan rates. You know it all. And you come in and you drive it and you like it. And you're like, okay, this is it. And, and by the way, when you drive it, the dude takes you at this place to uh, a different lot where they store all the cars. So they keep like one of each car on the show floor and then they take you to like the other lot where they keep all the cars. So if you want to drive anything else, you got to pick it up over there. Or if you want to see anything else, like say you know you want a black one, but in the showroom they have a white one. They go, oh, I'll take you to see a black one. They drive you over there. But once they have you there, this is like a mile, mile and a half away from the dealership. But once they have you there, you're stuck there. They can show you whatever they want and they can sell to you as long as they want and you can't leave because you're in the middle of nowhere in a parking lot unless you call an Uber. This guy was so annoying, I almost called an Uber from a parking lot behind a Ralph's grocery store in Glendale to get the fuck out of there because this guy was trying to sell me every other car on the lot besides the one I wanted. And this is why they do it. It's not about the price, it's about their commission. So let's say you want a Mazda Miata, but your sales guy is like, man, there's no bonus right now on the Miata, but if I can get her to buy this Mazda 3 from last year, I'll get a bigger bonus. So he'll start going, you know, the Miata's okay, but that really the Mazda 3's a better car for you. And you're like, how the fuck do you know what I want? And then they go, well, what don't you like about it? They all will ask you, what don't you like about it? A million times. Because then everything you say, they'll justify. What don't you like about it? You don't want it. You just don't fucking want it. You're like, there's nothing I don't like about it. I don't want that car. These guys will go, well, why do you want black? Silver's better. Silver gets in less accident. They'll make shit up. And you're like, because I want black. Fuck off. They know what's in. They know what they have in store. They know what they can get you right now. And they know what they get the best deal on. And I swear to you, I told this guy three times to take me back and he would not take me back. And I went off, you guys. I'm sober saying this. Usually I'm only mad like this when I'm on Adderall. Like, I 
went off. You guys would have died because I'm never mean to people. First, I said to the guy, listen, if you call me ma'am again, I'm going to punch you in the face. My name is Kate, but you can call me whatever you want. You're really pushy. I'm definitely not buying a car from you. In fact, I would rather pay more at a different dealership so you don't get my commission because you're annoying the fuck out of me. I already told you that I want this car in white. I already know how much everyone else paid for it. I just want to drive it. That's it. That's it. And then the guy almost, I thought he was going to cry, you guys. I think I almost made him cry. And he said, I'm new here. It's my first month. And I was like, listen, no disrespect, but you're never going to sell cars if you act like this. You guys, I went off. I should train people on how to sell cars because I know how to sell cars. Because when you work auto shows, you're not allowed to sell. If you go to an auto show, everybody helping you, this is why you should always shop for cars at auto shows. I don't know why this turned into a car shopping podcast, but... Always shop for cars at auto shows. Here's why. You can't buy it. And no one there is getting commission. And no one there is from a local dealership. Except very rarely at small town auto shows. Like if you go to one in like, I don't know, Allentown, Pennsylvania. They might have a couple local dealers sit in. And at those... They still send national product specialists. Anyone there who's a product specialist cannot sell you a car and doesn't work with a dealership and doesn't get commissioned. They make really, really, really good money to just talk to you honestly. And most of them don't even drive the company. Like you could be an auto show specialist for Ford and you drive a Honda in real life. So you don't really give a fuck about Ford. So you're going to be honest. So if someone's like, hey, people used to come up to me all the time and they'd be like, hey, um, so for real, like, what do you drive? And I tell them the truth. I never, I was like, I drive a Hyundai, but I wasn't working for Hyundai, but I would say, but here's the cars I like that we do sell. And here's the ones I don't like. And I'd be totally honest. And that's the great thing about auto shows. So always do that. Just so you guys know, (laughs) sorry for the lesson in car shopping. Okay, moving on. Um, so I'm excited about getting a new car is where I was going with that. I just got so angry. That guy made me so mad. It's also like, it makes me mad that people like, it is like that scene in pretty woman where you walk in. And by the way, I look like shit when I go car shopping on purpose. I dress like a lesbian. I don't mean that lesbians look like shit. What I mean is I went car shopping in the ugliest jeans ever from like the 90s that are the wrong color, don't fit right. I wore my um, Rambo hoodie that has Rambo's mugshot on it, which I love, by the way. Thank you, Sly Stallone shop. They sent me that in the mail, <laughs> which I love. But it's like a big boy's hoodie and it has Rambo on it. And that with these jeans. And then I wore like um, Nike dunk sneakers and a hat and no makeup. And I really, really look like a butched out lesbian. And when I walked in there for sure, they thought I was poor. Definitely one. And two definitely thought like, I'm just some dumb young chick, no makeup. I can pull off pretty young, especially if I dress like that. I think they think like I'm right out of college and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And then I just, but then he called me ma'ams. I don't know. I'm so still mad. All right. Anyway, breathe Kate. So I think I'm getting a car tomorrow. I got approved for my loan. Um, Shout out to Chase, because if you're a Chase customer, they have this thing where they do the car shopping for you. And that's what I ended up doing. Once you know the car you want, go on your Chase app if you're a Chase bank member and literally 
they will do the negotiating for you and everything so you get the best deal. And I did. I'm excited. I'm going to go get my car tomorrow. Yay! So that's good. So that's a good news thing. Um, I think I have a date tonight, but I'm not sure. I'll talk about that. The dating aspect of my life is very complicated right now. That's part of the reason I want to make this podcast about other things too, because like, I, I'm not dating as much as I was. And once this studio is finished, I'm going to start having guests every week. But until I got the car, which I'll have tomorrow, it was hard for me to get over to All Things Comedy all the time to do episodes because they're in Burbank and I'm in Hollywood, which if you don't live here, you should know is a little bit of a hike. So um, that's why I was doing it at home a lot and on the road a lot, but I'm excited. Everything 2019, guys, shit is about to pop for me. I am pumped. And um, the other thing I was going to say before I get into dating is we need to talk about Raccoon Gate because it's insanity. Like the raccoon scandal that just went down on my Instagram, I, I, it's, it's, <laughs> it's become a thing where I'm like, holy cow, really people are at a point where they're offended by everything, absolutely everything we say. I give up. It's like that. Um, I'm going to get into Raccoon Gate. First, let's get into this ad real quick, guys. I got to say thank you to Kerov for supporting the podcast. I'm so grateful we've had so many sponsors lately. And that's a big shout out to All Things Comedy, too, for helping out with that. Um, Kerov, this is cool. You know, I'm happy because I've been getting really healthy lately. I mean, this is like this is legit. Like I've been taking better care of myself and I feel a lot better. And maybe part of that is these vitamins. Um so basically what Care2 is, is a subscription that you can sign up for and they send you uh, vitamin and supplement packs to your door in the mail. I told you at the beginning of the show, we got a discount, 25% off your first month and you go to takecareof.com, promo code DATEFAILS. But here's what's cool. You go there and you take a quiz. It takes like literally three minutes, maybe four minutes to take the whole quiz, and they'll tell you the, the recommended vitamins you need. It depends really on what you're trying to get out of it, um, what kind of vitamins and supplements, if you're looking for, you know, you're trying to cut weight, are you trying to bulk up, are you trying to get glowier skin, like, are you just trying to get overall healthier? Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be hard to get all the nutrients your body needs. I mean, I try, but on the road and stuff, it gets really difficult. And vitamins can help fill in the important gaps that your body is missing from your diet or give you an extra boost when you need it. So um, what you need to do is go take the online quiz. It's fun, actually, to take. It's short. It asks you about your diet goals, your health goals, your lifestyle choices. And then it uses the answers, and it creates a personalized vitamin pack for you uh, the recommendations are based on clinical research and traditional medicine with input from doctors and nutritionists. So it's not like, you know, it's me over there picking out your vitamins. Like, they're actually professionals. Your subscription box includes individually wrapped packets with your specific vitamins and supplements for easy grab and go. Uh, you receive a 30-day supply. It's shipped to your door. So it's great. You don't have to worry about replacing different bottles all the time when you run out or missing a few days before you make it to the store. You can modify your subscription anytime. They are vegan and vegetarian uh, supplement options to match your dietary needs. And, uh, you know, it costs about 20% less than if you were to go to the drugstore, truly, because vitamins are expensive at the drugstore. So 
this is great. You guys got to try it. I, I like anything that comes ready for me to use where I don't have to think. Anything thoughtless, I'm a big fan of. So this takes all your real work out of it. You take the quiz, you're good to go. 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins. Visit takecareof.com. Enter promo code DATEFAILS. That's 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins when you go to takecareof.com. It's take care of, like take care of yourself. Take care of dot com enter date fails at checkout i've been trying to post these on my instagram too i mean they don't ask me to or anything like that but i just i want you guys to be able to find the code if you ever need one you can email me at datefailspod at gmail.com as well so go check that out guys um <clears throat> speaking of vegan vitamin supplements that brings me into what i need to talk about which is raccoon gate <laughs> Oh man, I have uh, run into an insane situation where I've offended a large group of raccoon lovers completely by accident. I'm really excited to talk about this, to be honest with you guys, um, because you know what? We are living in a world of PC police and people that are offended by everything and it's like you can't joke about anything anymore and I get it people have sensitive you know issues some people like your grandma died of TB you don't want me to make TB jokes I mean not many people have TB anymore whatever you get the point I get that although I do a Parkinson's joke Okay, and just FYI, I was hanging out with my friend the other day whose dad has Parkinson's, and she was like, that joke's really funny, and my dad has Parkinson's. So, like, people need to chill. However, this is what happened. It's actually so funny. So, if you don't follow me on Instagram, because I know some of you are just finding this on, like, iHeart or whatever, um, get an Instagram I know a lot of you don't even have Instagram. You need to see what's happening. It's insanity. You don't have to follow me, but you got to get on there to look at this. So I can't stand raccoons. Well, I take that back. Actually, I don't hate all raccoons. Now that people got pissed, people started sending me like cute videos and stuff of raccoons. And it turns out I'm like, oh, they're kind of cute when they're not trying to kill you and give you rabies. <clears throat> okay. Let me explain. I'm sorry. I'm going off track. I'm just, I'm really fired up. I was fired up about the dude calling me ma'am, and this is even worse. Here's what happened. Um, I have a friend. Her name's Tiffany Haddish. I'm sure you guys know her, most of you. Tiffany is a comedian, and now she's a movie star, which is crazy. Like, I love Tiffany. She was actually on Date Fails um, many moons ago. You can go find her episode. It's really funny. It was me... When Steven Kramer Glickman was hosting it with me, who is a good friend, I got to have him on soon, from Big Time Rush. And, well, now he's been in lots of things, the movie Storks and whatever. Um, and then we had Jay Muse, who is uh, not Silent Bob, but um, Jay from Mallrats and Clerks and all those movies. And Tiffany Haddish was on with him. You can go find the episode. It's great. So Tiffany is, first of all, the dopest chick. 
Tiffany is a great example of someone like I know from the outside that it just Hollywood seems like a whole bunch of assholes and it's easy to hate and I completely understand it. Um, but I got to tell you guys that Tiffany is the realest, coolest. It's funny to me because when Tiffany blew up, because I've known Tiffany for like um, probably four years or five years. And when Tiffany blew up and now she's in the last year, I think, like, I think I remember when she hit a million Instagram followers and it was only like a year ago. And now she's at 4 million. Like she blew up. And when it happened, um, it's crazy how fast people turn on someone when they blow up because everyone in comedy loves Tiffany. I have never heard anyone say a bad word about her. Don't get me wrong. Tiffany is real as fuck. And I admire that. Like she's not fake, which is probably why me and her click. If she doesn't like you, she will straight to your face go, you know what? I don't really like you. I don't like your attitude. I don't like the way you, but she's usually like pretty spot on. Like she calls people out. Like there's a girl in comedy we were talking about the other night who we were laughing because this girl, um, she's nice to both me and Tiffany, but she's talked so much shit about both of us. And we both called her out on it before. And Tiffany straight up was like, I told her right to her face. I don't like your attitude. I don't like the shit you said about me, but we're cool. And I was laughing because I was like, I said the same thing, but like not many people in Hollywood are like that where they'll just straight up tell someone like I did, I did it the other day. I told a girl, um, Hey, I heard something personal uh, about you that could cause some beef between us. And I just wanted you to know because everyone gossips in this town and I'd rather you hear it from me first and let's talk about it now before it turns into something. Because the way the comedy community works, people love to gossip and talk shit. So I straight up said it to her. And at first she was kind of annoyed. Like, are you accusing me? Are you? And I said, no, I just want you to know someone came to me and said, hey, this girl's saying these things about you and I feel like it's better for me and you just be direct. And then she said, um, I just want us to be friends. And I was like, cool. Well, as far as I'm concerned, we're cool. But like, we have never been friends. The term friends is thrown around so loosely in Hollywood. When I moved here from Ohio... I was very, very innocent. And I was like, we're all friends. Anyone who's nice to me is my friend. I would let everybody in. You guys, I am like so open the way I am with you on the podcast, the way I was with everybody. If I had a good idea, I would tell somebody that idea and trust them. I mean, if I got my heart broken, I would stay at the comedy store and talk to the other girls about the comedian that broke my heart. And then like, a year later, they'd be like dating that comedian and I'd feel like the biggest loser for sharing. But I've always been that way and I had to learn to, to tighten up a little. And my point is just like um, Tiffany, she's always been very real as well. And so like she's one of those people that now she's blown up. So a lot of people know a lot of things about her because she's open and people are so fast to turn on her. And, and I don't mean people in comedy. I just mean like 
the world, you know, talk shit sometimes. And you're like, what? This is the coolest, realest chick. Tiffany, Saturday night, we did a show together at the comedy store. Tiffany shows up, which by the way, last time I saw Tiffany, because she's been on the road making movies and so busy, last time I saw her was last Christmas at the Laugh Factory holiday party. She's been out of town since then for the most part. And then I saw her last night. So, oh, so fun to see her Saturday night. And she came in. I said, you look great. What are you wearing? She said, Target. She's wearing a dress from Target. You know what? The last time I saw her last Christmas, she's wearing Ross. Like that bitch is making a lot of money now. And she's still wearing Target. I fucking love her. And she, so we're at the comedy store. Tiffany's last on the show. Um, so it's like, we're back in the green room and, and the show's great. It's like me, Dane Cook, Bobby Lee, Brian Monarch, Stephen Glickman. It's like a great show. We're backstage. Tiffany goes out and Tiffany's on stage and she does this fun thing where she like, she does her act. But then at the end, she's like, Hey, who saw the movie girls trip or whatever? You seen any of my movies? She's like, does anyone have questions? And she takes audience questions and she answers them. But Tiffany is so funny. She just makes it all hilarious. She starts answering questions. And there's one lady in the audience who says, I have a question. And Tiffany's like, what do you want to know? And the lady's like, actually, I don't have a question. I just wanted to tell you, I love you. You're my favorite actress. You're my favorite comedian. You're so beautiful. And I love how real you are. And I love, and she just like is gushing over Tiffany. So then Tiffany's like, that's not really a question, but I have a question for you. Can I try on your jacket? <laughs> this lady's wearing, it had to be a fake fur vest. It wasn't even a jacket. Tiffany kept calling it a jacket. It was like a raccoon colored vest. I don't even know what kind of fake fur it was supposed to be. It looked like raccoon, but like, so Tiffany, she says like, can I try it on? I love your vest. And the lady's like, yeah, girl. And the lady brings it up. Tiffany puts it on. You know, she does her whole Tiffany Haddish thing. She's all dancing in it on stage and like feeling herself. She's like, I like this jacket. I'm keeping this jacket. Oh, it's my jacket now. So Tiffany finishes her act, closes out the show. And then at the end, she's like, thank you for the jacket. I love this. I'm keeping this jacket. I'm going to wear this all day. And she comes backstage. So now she's backstage. And we're laughing because she really kept the jacket. And then I'm like, Tiff, you got to go out there and find that woman and give back this vest. You can't keep it. And she's like, no, she wants me to have it. She loves me. Mind you, Tiffany had a drink on stage. So like she's probably a little buzzed. And and I'm telling this story partly, too, because I want you guys to see how much thought goes into like the stuff that we get in trouble for. Because most of the time, it's like, we're comics, we're big kids, we're backstage, we're goofing off, we don't even think. We we post something like, like the night I posted, I took it, I took an Ambien tonight, not racist yet, or took an Ambien two hours ago, not racist yet, whatever. I posted that and I went to sleep and I woke up the next day and there was just a shit storm of angry people on my Instagram because apparently you know, they're like huge Roseanne fans and they're Trump supporters, which are the angriest. I'm sorry if you support Trump, like I don't hate you at all or anything to each their own, but like you guys get very angry quick. And so they were all so mad and I love Roseanne. Like I'm a Roseanne fan. Like I love Roseanne standup and, I, and I'm also friends with Tom Arnold and like it was just a joke. It had nothing to do with Roseanne, but that's how quickly we post something we don't even think. We just think we're goofing off and we wake up the next day and there's a million angry people 
And so, anyway, Tiffany comes back. She's got the raccoon thing on. And, and, and I'm like, Tiffany, I got to go out there and find this woman and make sure she's cool. Like, what if she wants her jacket? And Tiffany's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a video right now wearing her jacket on Instagram and tell her thank you. And I love her jacket so much. And she made my night. And then Glickman and me are like, that's a great idea because she'll see the video and she'll be like so excited that you really love this vest. And also this vest, you guys, it was probably like H&M. It's probably like a $20. I mean, I don't think it was like this lady's not, you know, losing thousands of dollars or anything like that. So Tiffany puts the vest on. She makes some goofy video thanking the lady. Thanks. I love my vest, blah, 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 whatever. And then she's about to post it and she goes, Oh my God, wait, I have the funniest idea. Uh, I'm going to say like, Oh, I, I think I said something to her like, um, man, you better make sure you mention that's fake or like the, the PETA people are going to come after you or something. And then she was like, Oh hell no, I'm wearing, I'm wearing this as a protest now. Wait, I'm going to make another video. So she deletes the first video and she makes a video and she basically, you got to go watch it. Cause I don't want to misquote her, but she basically is like, Hey y'all, it's me, Tiffany. I just want to say a big thank you to my fan who came and gave me this amazing raccoon fur jacket. I love this jacket. In fact, I'm going to wear fur every day until the police stop killing black people. That's going to be my protest. I'm going to wear my fur till the police stop killing black people because I love raccoon fur. It's so cute. Okay. She, she makes this video. Now listen, Tiff is the coolest and she made this video, and before she posted it, I said, girl, I have a feeling you're going to piss people off because you seem a little serious. And she's like, well, I'm like half serious, but it's funny. She's like, I might get in trouble. Maybe I shouldn't do it. But then she's like, ah, fuck it. It's funny. We're all, fuck it. It's funny. That's, that's every comedian before they post something that might get, get them in trouble goes, fuck it. It's funny because we all want to just be funny and like... That's the whole thought that went into it. She wasn't like for real. It's not even real fur. I mean, like, I don't want to speak for Tiffany, but like in the moment she's joking around, we all are laughing. Then I said, you can't say it's raccoon fur. No one even gives a fuck about raccoons. Like you could kill all the raccoons and Peto would be like, eh, it's raccoons. And we're all laughing. And then Tiffany's like, that's funny. And I go, I'm going to post that in the comments. I'm going to say, fuck raccoons. Peto doesn't even care about raccoons. And then we're laughing and I post it. The end. That's the whole thing. We, none of us thought about it. And then Tiffany goes to a party. I go to do another set. Um, and I'm at the next spot for a couple hours. And then I come home. And then I'm like laying on my couch. And I open my Instagram. And I have a DM from a girl who I've met one time. She's like a kind of a comedian. I think she's a comedic actress. I don't want to, I'm not sure. So I don't want to offend her. I think she's a comedic actress. I'm not sure she does stand up, but I met her at the Laugh Factory one night. Nice girl, real cool. We exchanged info because I was like, oh, I want to act more and, you know, whatever. We exchanged Instagrams. So she messages me and she's like, hey, Kate, I don't want to tell you what to do, but just so you know, you don't seem like a racist person, but that comment you left on Tiffany's Instagram could be perceived as like a super duper racist and you really should delete it. Um, I, I think it's going to get you in a lot of trouble, like Roseanne losing her show type trouble. That's what she wrote to me. And 
you guys, I was so confused. I, I, I had no idea what she was talking about. I was like, what comment? The raccoon thing? Uh, what? How the fuck is that racist? What does raccoons have to do with racism? And then she's like, well, the word coon is like the N-word. You can't say that on a, on a video about black people being shot by police, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, oh, I never even thought of that. I, I never, I, I don't, uh, I didn't say the word coon, you know, like that never even occurred to me. So then anyway, she's like, okay, well, you know, that's just my opinion. You should probably take it down. People are already getting upset. And I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't fair. I don't think I should have to take it down. Because I didn't mean anything racist. And I'm not racist. And anybody who knows me knows I'm not racist. So, like, in my mind, I'm like, I'm not taking something down when I know what it... This is... Like, in all of life, if you are confident in what you're doing, what you're saying, and you believe in it, that's all that matters. And to me, it was a joke, and it was funny, and I'm not racist. So I'm not taking it down. The end. And that's what I told her. And then she was like, no, Kate, seriously, you need to delete it. Then she starts getting like adamant that I delete it. And then she left like a bunch of comments on there. Like basically someone wrote, I hope this is about the fur because if not, it's incredibly racist. And then she's like, I don't think Kate understands what she's saying because she's white, but it's definitely like not an okay thing to post on here. And and now that I see that, that she's doing that publicly in the comments, now I have to go defend it, which is nuts. The fact that I have to defend a comment about hating raccoons, are you kidding me? Like, when did we get so crazy as a society? It's raccoons. And like, so I go on there and I write like, hey, listen, um, I hate raccoons. They're taking over my neighborhood. They're mean. They tried to bite me once. And like when I was a kid, they ate my brother, like something funny. And then I said, but for real, like raccoons have nothing to do with black people. I like black people. Most of them. I don't like them all. I don't like all white people. I like most white people. You know, I just like cool people. The end. Like that's what I left on there. And what was awesome. And you guys, this like made me believe in humanity for a little while. All the black people came to my aid. They all defended me. I mean, white people too, but like the black people are more important in this specific instance because all the black people were like, yeah, um, I don't really understand how you're connecting raccoons with racism. Like no one thinks raccoons have anything to do with racism. And then all these black people are like, fuck raccoons. I hate raccoons. They eat my garbage. They try to, like raccoons tried to steal my kids once. Like whatever. Like there's just like a leaving funny shit on there. And they're all basically like, fuck raccoons. And a bunch of black comics I love, like Tony Baker is like, yeah, man, fuck raccoons. Arsenio Hall, like everybody's liking it and stuff. So then I felt better. And I went to sleep feeling like totally cool. Like that was like 1, 2 a.m. I'm like, cool. Nobody's mad at me. They all get it. There's like two people that are dumb. Everybody else gets it. I'm not calling that girl dumb. She was trying to help, I think. But like anybody that actually thinks that that was a racist statement is dumb. Also, I found out later that the word coon, like the, 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 the negative word coon, like the word that people use to speak derogatorily, the derogatory term, whatever, I'm tired. I've recorded this podcast three times now. But I found out that that word actually comes from the word baracoon, 
which is like the Spanish word, I believe, for keeping, uh, for like the, the enclosures they held slaves in when they would move slaves around and stuff. So actually the word coons does not come from the term raccoon, the animal. It, it doesn't even, they don't even have anything to do with each other. So I won. I didn't know that, but I also didn't even real like, I forgot that coons was even a, like a bad word. Like I, I grew up in a very not racist family, like, and I'm fortunate. So I didn't hear any kind of racial slurs being tossed around often. But anyway, point is I went to sleep. I felt cool. I was like, yay, the internet's not all bad. Look at all these people who get it, who are like, fuck raccoons. It's funny. And then I woke up the next morning and oh my God, it was like the ambient tweet all over again. People, the raccoon community, if you're a vegan, that's cool. Be a vegan. That's totally fine. You love all the animals. You want equal rights for the animals. Okay. Um, however, some of you vegans, man, the vegans were like so mean. I was kidding. I don't like raccoons, okay? I think that they're little, they're little pests, they're little terrorists, they're little opposable thumbs. They can do a lot of shit they shouldn't be able to do. They can get into things. They can open manhole covers and fucking swing in, out of trees. And like, I, I don't hate all the raccoons, but I hate raccoons invading my neighborhood. It's scary, okay? I'm joking mostly because I use comedy to make shit funny. If raccoons are attacking me, I'm going to make jokes about it to feel better. Do I really think PETA hates raccoons? No, I don't. But you know what? Uh, Try to adopt a raccoon. Try to go on the Wildlife Federation website and adopt a raccoon. Because here's what happened. All the vegan people and all the raccoon rights people got all mad at me. And they were all, your your page says you're an empath. You're heartless. I hope someone, somebody said, I hope someone throws a brick at your face. I hope... Um, what was the, oh, I hope raccoons murder you. One girl wrote, I hope a raccoon gives you rabies. And then I go look at her page and she's a veterinarian. And I'm like, bitch, are you, are you for real? Like I make a joke about raccoons and you want a raccoon to give me rabies. You're a vet. Raccoons carry rabies. That's part of the reason I don't like raccoons. Not a lot of animals out there with rabies these days, but raccoons are one of them. Do you know if you catch rabies, you're dead. You're dead. There's no coming back from rabies. Nope, you are dead. I watched a whole episode of Criminal Minds about a guy that was murdering people with rabies, and you only have like an hour to get the medicine. So if a raccoon bites you, you are fucked. And these people really, really, really hate me for talking shit about raccoons. Well, you know what? I hope a raccoon gives you rabies. I really don't, but I'm so mad. So like, I just, I can't handle. You want to be a vegan? Be a vegan. I don't want animals to be injured for nothing. And by the way, just FYI, I've never even shot a gun in my life. And also, so you know, when I had the mouse in my apartment, I didn't even want, I didn't know this trap was going to kill the mouse. I thought this trap would just hold the mouse till we let it go. 
I'm afraid of mice. I couldn't even pick up the mouse on the trap because I was so scared. I'm scared of puppies and kittens. I'm scared of everything with little teeth that bite. I'm not good with animals. Don't get mad at me for hating an animal that has rabies and is trying to kill me. They... Nicole and I, when we were out today, she said she just saw, she said a raccoon tried to bite her last week in our neighborhood. It's a serious epidemic in our neighborhood. So just, you know what? I can't, I can't understand, uh, like valuing animal lives over human lives. No, I'm sorry. I love animals. I don't want them to die. When the Malibu wildfires happened, I was the first to be like, hey, how can I help save these horses and stuff? But at the same time, if it's me or a raccoon, that fucker's going out. I'm sorry. Game over. You, you want the raccoons, you come and get it. But once people started getting mad at me and they started sending me, like, people were sending me videos and photos of, like, really cute raccoons, which actually made me, like, really start to feel guilty for a minute. Like, oh, I really don't want all these baby raccoons dead. They are cute. But... Then what I did is I went online and I tried to find a website where you could like save raccoons, adopt a raccoon, rescue a raccoon. Guess what? Guess what? Raccoon lovers. You can't even save a raccoon if you want to go try to find a raccoon rescue mission. They don't exist. No one gives a fuck about raccoons. I thought I was joking. It turns out I'm right. The only people who give a fuck about raccoons are the angry people sending me death threats. Throw a brick at your face. Fuck you. I'm going to throw a raccoon through your windshield. (laughs) Oh, I didn't mean to go off so long about that. It just really bothered me. So, this is date fails. I haven't even talked. I talked about cars, shopping, raccoons. I have a date tonight, I think. I don't even know, you guys. I haven't been on a date since The Wizard. I want to tell you something that I said on the episode that I accidentally deleted, which was the best episode ever. I really want to name names on this podcast all the time. Because I think it'd make it better. And then I go back and forth because I want to protect these people's privacy. And also there's a borderline of slander. Even though I always tell the truth and I have proof. But, <laughs> but, um, but what's hard is if I like somebody. So like I have a date tonight and I want to tell you guys what's going on. Because I'm not sure if it's going to happen. But if I tell you what's going on and then like later tonight this dude ends up somewhere on my Instagram, you guys are going to know who it is. So we need a pact. I know this is a lot to ask from you because you're strangers and I'm an entertainer and I have no right to do this, but I'd like to ask of you to please not make comments on people's like if I tell you a story about somebody I'm going out with and then I post a photo and you all come and talk about how you heard about it on date fails they might like not date me and I don't want that I make these guys sign a contract that they won't listen to the podcast not an actual contract like in but basically like almost in their blood like I'm like if you listen to the podcast it's over I fucked a guy that was so good and bad that I would have probably fucked him for a year and then he listened to the podcast and I couldn't do it after that because it gets in my head. So my point is, please don't like let these guys know that you know. Like we're in this, this is our secret, this is our secret space, guys. Um, 
Even if I don't say his name, you know what I mean? Look, the wizard was a musician. I've tried to keep his um, identity a secret. I don't know why. It's not very hard to figure out. But, like, if I think part of the reason that he got so upset is because I talked about him on here. So the point is, you guys need to chill on letting them know. Capiche? Deal? Because I want your insight, you know? Sometimes I tell you guys what I'm going through, and you send me really insightful stuff. So here's the deal. Well, first of all, I talked last week over Christmas about a guy who I kind of wanted to go out with, who is also a musician, former, I think. I don't know if he still plays. I, don't, I really don't know. Um, I don't know him that well. He's hot, though. And he came highly recommended by a friend. But then I found out that he kind of hooked up with another friend or went out with or something. I'm not sure. Anyway, I'm kind of interested in that guy. But where we left it, we haven't talked since the last podcast. A little texting. But where we left it is he was like, call me sometime, and I kind of chickened out. But that's because I don't like to call guys on the phone before we meet in person. I'd rather, like, if we text a little and I think there's going to be a vibe, I'd rather just meet in person and talk. Also, because I want to talk to him about the whole thing of whether or not he dated my friend. And I'd rather talk about that stuff in person. So I've been kind of avoid. And also, he said, call me sometime which makes me feel like you call me like I I'm a girl like I'm so weird you guys in some ways I'm like the dude like listen I just talked all about cars and I got all like like I want to murder raccoons which is more like masculine really (laughs) but when it comes to guys I get all like just like you guys just like the girls listening and the guys I get like insecure I don't want to say the wrong thing I get weird I get nervous um I was a little nervous for my show Saturday night at the comedy store because it had been almost like a week since I went on stage, which is a long time for most comedians don't go more than three or four days. And it was like that feeling of butterflies I haven't had in a little while. And I felt, I feel that about maybe going out with this guy. So he better not listen to this for fuck's sake. I'm going to have to text him. So here's the deal. This guy I've never met in person. We should probably give him some kind of name. Let's call him um, Captain America. I don't know why. I just picked that out. (laughs) So Captain America. Um, Well, what happened is the last couple months, I have literally dated no one. You guys know that since the wizard. The wizard, by the way, was the musician who I called Rod Stewart, um, who is not actually Rod Stewart. His, I can't tell you who he is, but it's not hard to figure out if you dig a little. I pretend he's my friend. Um, anyway, he gave me some great shirts. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but I think he seems to be doing well, and I'm happy for him, even though, you know, bad ending, but I want the best for everybody. So anyway, um, this new guy, Captain America... Okay, we haven't met yet, but we've talked a lot, but not on the phone, but texted. I met this dude, like, I don't know, he probably followed me on Instagram like a year ago or something, and I didn't even notice. And then one day I I did notice because, you know, he is someone like, um, well, he's verified. 
So on Instagram, when you have that blue check mark, you know, and you like a photo, or whatever, you're at the top of the list. So all of a sudden, I notice this guy. I'm like, who is he? And I go and look, and he's kind of cute, and um, he is an athlete, but he's not an athlete of any team I care about or follow. So, so that's good. So anyway, we start talking a little bit and he's like a kind of a fan, I guess. And he's cool. He's really nice. Um, I probably already gave away too much, but like we've just been talking all this time, but it's never been like sexual and I really don't flirt with them. The truth is on, in all sincerity, I'm telling you guys, I've changed like one, I'm really not looking to date an athlete, really, or anyone famous. Like, if you used to be famous, that's maybe okay. Like, the musician guy that I'm thinking of going out with. But, like, I, I just don't want to deal with, like, a public thing. And it's, it's a lot. So, that's one. Two, um, he's long distance, you know. He doesn't live here. And three, uh... I'm just, I'm really enjoying not dating. It's crazy, you guys. Gotta do it. The No Dick November spell, look, the podcast has been tough because I don't have anything to talk about from my love life for the most part. I still haven't fucked anybody, which is nuts for me. I'm so horny, it's insane. I actually, uh, my friend Dustin Penner, who's a hockey player, who probably listened to this, by the way, if you are, Dustin, hi. Um, well, he's not a hockey player anymore. He used to be. But he, for my birthday last year, he sent me a vibrator in the mail. He sent me a magic wand, the kind that exploded in the mail last year. And Dustin, just so you know, um, the one that exploded is not the one you sent me, but I... Uh, after that one exploded for a while, I was kind of scared to use the one you sent me because, like, what if it explodes again? But that cord was really burned through. Like, I'd used it for a long time. So the other night, I, so I haven't used the magic wand since mine exploded. And I was like, this is good. Like, my, I'm going to get all my sensitivity back. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, like, I already had a lot, but I was like, it's probably good for me. Like, the next time I have sex, I'm going to come in like two seconds. TMI. Sorry, Dustin. <laughs> But anyway, but then the other night I was so horny, I couldn't take it. And I pulled out the magic wand with the cord. You guys, I'm risking my life. But Dustin, thank you. If you hadn't sent me that, I wouldn't have had a backup. And I use it. Now I'm using it. It's great. It's nice and new. Very white. Um, anyway, so the point is I just, this, this guy, um, basically where I'm at with dating right now is one, you have to be like really persistent. It's not going to happen because I'm just not, I'm lazy right now. It doesn't matter who you are. And actually dating the Rod Stewart guy um, made me hesitate even more to date anybody famous ever again. And you know why? Because that guy fucking it's so annoying because when you date someone I mean look I know it's I shouldn't even talk about dating famous people because I know it's not very relatable but everybody has dated someone who um is like somehow keeps popping up in their life right we've all had that ex that maybe like he was friends with all your friends or maybe you had like a song with him you know there was one guy I dated who's not famous and we had a song like there was a song that was his alarm clock song. Every morning we'd wake up, that song would play. 
So every time I hear that song to this day, it makes me think of him. So just imagine you date a guy who's famous and he's working famous. So like you see him around or you hear his songs all the time or you see his face on, you know, your Netflix screen every time you turn it. Like it's just it's really, really hard to forget about someone. And every time you're finally like over it, you're like, oh, fuck, there's that person again. Like it's so frustrating. So that's made me really hesitate to ever date anybody famous ever again, just for that reason. Even if they're not famous yet, but they're trying to get famous. What if they pop? I don't even want to be involved. (laughs) So all these things made me um, not like too into this dude that I've been kind of talking to. Um, but he's cool and funny. I like talking to him. Like he's entertaining to talk to. Like we could probably be friends. But dating wise, probably not. And then, so he hit me up a couple weeks ago, and he said he's coming out to L.A. for a while, and let's hang out on New Year's Eve. So that's today, New Year's Eve. And I really was like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to be New Year's Eve, which was the truth. You guys know. Last week on the podcast, I said. I was going back to Ohio and I didn't know when I was going to come back to LA. I was thinking New York. I, I wasn't sure. And that's why I told him. And this is probably a guy that's used to girls being like really excited to go out with him, to be honest. But it's just because everything I've been through, I'm just, it's not like I'm trying to run game on him. I'm just really not sure if I want to go even remotely down that road. So, um, and New Year's Eve is like a high pressure night to hang out, right? Like for like a first date. So anyway, then, you know, he kept persisting, which I just said, you have to be persistent. And he is. So like every day he was like texting me a little bit. He's like, we got to hang New Year's Eve. Did you decide yet? When are you coming back? Did you get your flight yet? So I'm back, right? So um, he got here the other night. We've been texting. He did invite me to come meet up on the weekend, but um, it was just like, not my scene where he was. So it was a club. I hate clubs. He says he's not a club guy. By the way, this is the best. Don't tell me you're not a club guy if you've been to a club two nights out of three. Like, if you've been to a club more than once in a week, you're a club guy. I I am not a club person. This is actually really funny because um, I love Rampage Jackson. We're such good friends. I love him so much. And he loves clubs. And so, like, he always invite me out to clubs, and I tell him, like, you're the only person I go to clubs for. I can't deal with clubs. And if I'm at a club, it has to be at a table, and it's not because it's, like, a bougie thing. It's because all that happens at clubs is everyone bangs into you and knocks your drinks over. When I go to clubs, by the way, too, I always wear wedge sneakers. I don't even wear heels. I don't try to look good. All I want to do is get a workout, so I dance a lot in my wedge sneakers, and no one can knock me over, and I sit at the bar and write jokes about all the drunk people. Like, it's it's good for material, but I don't want to go there to talk to somebody Like, my friend Jackson McQueen makes me come to clubs, too, but he likes clubs because he's friends with the managers and they give him free drinks. Like, no one goes to clubs because they're fun. I don't even understand why anyone's at clubs. Unless you're, like, 18 with a fake ID. That's fun. Anyway, (laughs) I'm such a tangenter. I'm sorry. Okay, so this guy, um, I didn't go out that night. I just told him I, I was tired, which I was. I went to bed. And then same thing. I just haven't seen him since he got to town. So then we're supposed to tonight hang out for New Year's Eve. Now, 
like a week ago, I was like, what are you thinking for New Year's Eve? And he's like, I'm thinking dinner. He's like, I'm bringing my best friend. I'm thinking dinner. And then we go out on the town and then like we can go to this house party, whatever. I'm like, that sounds cool. I'm in. That sounds chill. I just don't want like a major, like a major New Year's Eve thing, like dinner, a drink somewhere, chill. So the long story short is yesterday we're texting and I'm like, hey, so are we definitely on for tomorrow? You know, and then it's like, guys hate to make plans. This dude asked me out weeks ago. He said dinner and whatever. Then yesterday I'm trying to plan it. And the minute I start trying to make a concrete plan, what happens? No concrete plan. He's all, you know, well, he's all, I'm doing dinner with my buddy. And then we're thinking of going to this club and you should definitely meet up. And it's like words like meet up and club. I'm like, ugh. And then I said, let's hop on the phone and figure this out. Because once we start texting back and forth, trying to make the plan, um, it's getting too, it's, it, look, I am so in this place now. And this is why you all have to do the dating detox. Cause you get to a place where you're like, wow, life is so simple without dating that now if it's not really easy, I'm not doing it. So I basically am like, if making plans with you requires more than three texts and you don't call me, it's not happening. When I dated the D-lister, the actor guy, he would never talk on the phone. You guys might remember if you've been listening that long. That was the biggest thing in our whatever that was, relationship, whatever. He would never talk on the phone. The only time he would call me on the phone is when I would threaten to stop seeing him. Then my phone would ring. And I said at the time, I'm never dating a guy again who won't call me on the phone. So with this guy, I was like, look, just call me. It'd be a lot easier. And then he dodged calling me. Huge red flag for me if a guy won't call you. I mean, it's not about an old school thing. I don't want to. Here's the thing. Guys think when we say call me, it's because we want to talk. I don't want to talk like I'm talking on this podcast. All I do is fucking talk all the time. I'm the last girl that wants to talk on the phone to you. A lot of girls aren't trying to talk long, but if we're texting back and forth, just call me so much easier. So when he wouldn't call, I was like straight up. I go, I'm confused. Are you trying to hang out tomorrow night or not? And then he is like, well, I definitely want to, but he's still not inviting me. So now I'm like, okay, either he's got another girl he met in town that's coming to dinner. Fine. I don't care. Or he's doing dinner with his boys maybe and it'd be weird because it's like a first date, which is also fine. But then just like, tell me. I told him I don't want to meet him at a club because I don't think a first date should be at a club. You can't hear each other. It's going to be awkward. So then I just said, after a little texting back and forth and it was getting convoluted, I said, let's just rain check. I don't think making plans should be this hard. I'm in no rush. Go to the club. Have fun. Tell Paris Hilton I said hi. That's actually what I wrote. wrote. (laughs) I'm such a dick. And then he was like, I don't even like clubs. My friends really want to go. And then I'm like, that's fine. Do it. And then he's like, I'll be here for a while. I really want to hang. And I'm like, cool, do it. I, I don't care. I can do a million things. I can go to the comedy store, do a set. Like I can go to another party. It's no big deal. But I was low key annoyed because we planned on this for like a week and then I didn't make plans. 
but it's easy. But then he said, well, who will my midnight kiss be? And you guys, it's annoying because I kind of then was like, oh, that would be kind of cool. But then the other part of me is like, fuck you. Why would I? How do you know I'm going to kiss you? We haven't even met yet. And so I got, ah, that's a good line, though. It's a really good line. Especially because, like, I know this guy could get a kiss, you know, very, very easily. So, but when he said that, I was like, well, why don't you have one of your friends who's dragging you to the club give you a midnight kiss? I'm such an asshole. (laughs) Oh, you guys are seeing why I'm single. This is how I talk to the boys. Um, So the point is, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. I really could care less. New Year's Eve is not. They say that whatever you're doing at midnight on New Year's Eve will indicate how your next year will be. So like in a really, really awesome world, you all should be doing something at midnight that you want to be doing for the rest of the year, like having sex on a bed of money. That would be ideal. Um, I could probably make that happen. Or, you know, meditating or playing guitar or praying or exercising or whatever. Um, But anyway, so I'll I'll keep you guys posted. But please do me a favor. And if you see me post on my Instagram anything, uh, I'm just going to have to try to keep this guy off it. But if you do see anything, please don't go say anything. Do me that solid. Can we be in this together? I love you guys. Um, On that note... I'm actually like parched from talking so long. This is a long episode and I have a lot of great questions from you guys, but I'm going to save them for next time. I promise videos will be coming soon. If any of you out there are really good at um, just putting audio to a photo to put on YouTube, that's something I'm not talented at. Like I, I'm sure it's very simple because I have all these episodes of Date Vales audio only that I would love to just put to the date fails logo and load up to my YouTube. If anyone wants to help me out with that, we can work something out, you know? Um, so please email me at datefailspod at gmail.com. Ooh, there's a plane flying over. That's weird. I don't live near the airport. So maybe the raccoons got planes and they're going to bomb my house. <laughs> anyway, I really love you guys. Grateful for everything. Um, the podcast studio is coming. I swear to you. It's just, like I said, it was more expensive than I thought, but I promise you that none of that money is going towards my car. It's been set aside for the studio. I already got the soundproofing and I have, I have some of it. I have the artwork and I have the cameras, but we need to get new mics and get it set up. So it's coming soon. And if you bought a photo off me, I'm selling signed photos, um, I basically am doing private photos for people that are not naked, but they're kind of hot and they're signed. So if you want one, you can also email me at datefailspod or just simply Venmo me. Um, But I'm using that money to pay for the studio. And if you bought one, they're actually sitting right here to ship. I was supposed to ship them last week, but I ended up going to Ohio and I forgot to take them with me. So I'm going to ship those out on January 2nd and, uh, I love you guys. I'm very grateful for you. Please give me feedback. I mean it. I value it. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, would you please rate and subscribe to the podcast? Because no one ever does. And um, that's it. I have nothing else to say. You guys are the best. This has been Date Fails. Bye.